friends, coming at you with another episode of the Pure Travel Podcast. I get a chance to sit down for a few minutes here with none other than Leland Danes. Leland is one of the original owners and founders of the event then known as Dirty Kanza, now known as Unbound. He's also the director now of Visit Emporia and the owner of Gravel City Adventures and Supply right there in downtown Emporia. Leland, thanks for joining us, man. How are things? What's going on? Well, the pleasure is mine, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Uh, everything's great here in the gravel capital. Uh, winter is setting in. Well, it did at least for a week or two, but we're right back up in the mid 50s and low 60s even, which is unseasonally warm, but conducive to getting out on some gravel roads. So can't complain with that. Nice. And, you know, the the the, the calendar has turned. The, the calendar for gravel is absolutely jam packed this year. Um, any initial kind of thoughts on what you what you're looking forward to or expecting the most out of this year's racing uh, calendar? Well, I'm excited about a lot of it. There are some uh, new grassroots events around here locally, which are always great. But um, I've got to say, I'm stoked about this Grand Prix, uh, you know, that Lifetime's putting on. I think it's a great experiment. And I support uh, professional racing and, and people that go fast getting paid to do so. But what I like most about it is the energy and the excitement around this almost new form of professional cycling for North America. I think we have a chance for men and women here in the United States and North America, Canada, of course, to um, perhaps pursue options in professional cycling that don't look like that typical European model. And that's got a lot of people excited, I think. So I think Lifetime is going to learn a lot. I think there are other events. BWR, obviously, is a single highest, uh, single day payout event. So things like that are starting to build this narrative for professional gravel cycling or off-road cycling, whatever you want to say, in North America. And that's got to have you excited. If you're a fan of the support of the sport, that's got to have you excited. For sure. it's And it's filling such a necessary void in the sport right now with you know all the the major road races and stage races being just eliminated from the calendar and the lack of support there. Now we're over on this other side where it's more inclusive. I've got everyday folks that can line up right against the top uh, sports or stop top stars in the sport uh, at virtually any of these big events. And man, it's going to be a a really rip roaring year for sure. It's, it's a lot of fun looking very much forward to it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to hold the suspense any longer because we've got some breaking news. And as you usually you you usually are, you're right at the spearhead of it. So um, there's a lot of really big plans being in pl- uh, being already put into place for Unbound uh, just the weekend after Memorial Day. But during that week, you've got a really special thing going on, buddy. I want to give you a chance to tell us all about it. So what's going to happen? And wh- give us a, an idea of this big project you've been working on. Well, thank you. Yes, Um, we certainly believe Emporia is the epicenter of the gravel universe, and we want to continue to strive to make sure that uh, when people come to Emporia, they have a great experience. Unbound Gravel has been a big part of that. But as we see this next level of professionalization in gravel cycling, which means more professional riders, you're seeing professional prize purses, this type of stuff we're entering, we have entered and are progressing into this new phase. We, there was a group of us that wanted to stop and make sure that the roots were still recognized, that the innovators were um, kind of honored and their stories were not forgotten. And there was no better way to capture that, share those stories and honor these people than by creating a gravel cycling hall of fame. And that's precisely what we've done. Uh, there's a steering committee of five of us that have come together um, and we have established the gravel cycling hall of fame. And we intend for this to be international. We hope that it's 
it's the only one of its kind. And we hope to honor and, and recognize the stories of innovators from all across the globe. Because as much as it was indeed founded here, this modern movement of gravel is a North American baby. It has gone off into the world. It's fled off to college and the rest of the world is doing some exciting things. There are significant events in Europe and, and South America is doing some amazing things. So I think you'll see a lot of heavy influence from North America in the early years because it did get pioneered here. Um, but I think we want this to be a space for gravel stories from the globe over. And we hope that it is, um, is something that people are excited about making nominations. We'll talk about that process here in a second, how we can go about doing that. But we need people to participate Anyone in the world can submit a nomination at GravelCyclingHallOfFame.com. Um, you can go on there and you can make a nomination. We ask that you do have the permission of the person that you aim to nominate, or at least their legal representatives if they're no longer with us. Um, we need You need to have their buy-in and their permission uh, to, to receive this honor. But essentially, anyone can go in there and on that website and make that nomination, kind of see, see what we're about. But... It's exciting to me because um, there were a lot of grassroots initiatives that got this whole gravel thing going. And those stories are in, every bit as inspirational as Ted King. Gosh, I love him. But, uh, you know, there were those that laid the foundation for men and women like that to come over and participate and now make career decisions to go full in on gravel. So we need to remember those people that laid that groundwork and that foundation for this to be possible. Absolutely. Um, is there going to be a big banquet and presentation of this inaugural class during that week? You better believe it. So how we kind of see this happening is there needs to be a nomination process initially that will uh, be open from Tuesday, January 11th through March 1st. That's a six week window for people to submit those nominations. The next 30 days will be uh, given for there's about 30 or more people, industry insiders, um, meet gravel or cycling media personnel, event organizers, gravel enthusiasts. Um, they've come together to form the actual election panel. So they've been given the dubious task of taking those nominations and making the actual selections. We plan to announce to the world on or around Tuesday, April 4th, I believe, is when we would announce who those inductees are. But the real fun begins the week of Unbound Gravel, and the date and details are still to be determined, but there will be an induction banquet ceremony. And that's where, you know, Unbound Gravel already being this kind of Super Bowl of gravel, it's when most of the industry and most of the fans are coalesced in one place. It is certainly the largest gravel festival um, that we thought that was the best opportunity. And yes, in Emporia, the gravel capital, to have that ceremony and banquet where we'll get to have a nice dinner, hang out with the gravel family and watch these people be presented with the honor of being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, and then of course, the week of Unbound Gravel, we'll, we'll dream up some other activities, group rides with some newly minted Hall of Famers, um, other opportunities to engage with and interact with those people, congratulate them, hear from them, hear their stories and, and all that kind of stuff. So big week, the week of Unbound Gravel. Everything else prior to that will, will predominantly be digital kind of stuff. So just making the nominations, making the selections, announcing the selections. The, the week of Unbound is the first opportunity we'll get to bring all those Hall of Famers together and um, present their award on stage and, and for all of the Gravel family and community to share in that with them. I suspect that knowing how gravel, it, the, the type of people that it attracts and, the, and the, the fun that we have doing it, this isn't going to be your typical stuffy kind of, uh, you know, really stiff and staid sort of for, sort of project. We're going to have some fun with this. Like I know with the NFL, you get that lovely, you know, gold jacket and things like that. Is there going to be anything really cool that these inductees get that's very kind of gravel oriented? 
Maybe a nice well, flannel or something like that. How, how's that going to work? Yeah, I've heard a cutoff denim was the appropriate like it. Uh, jean jacket. Cutoff sleeves was the appropriate gravel version of that gold jacket. But uh, we're still working out exactly what they'll receive. And and you know, yes, you're correct. We're going to have some fun. Um, but I do want to strike a balance of uh, not making it laughable because this is a, a big yeah. discussion distinction a big honor and so we want to make sure that um there is that honor in, in being inducted and receiving that um but we need to also be able to laugh at ourselves a little bit and have some fun with it um, and recognize that what we've all done and those that have participated and those that have created we're just doing something that we love and that's a lot of fun to do so not getting too carried away with it right there won't be a suit and tie regulation at the banquet doors or anything like that okay good um, any industry or sport that has a, a hall of fame, that is the epitome of where you, of where you would aspire to be or to be recognized in that fashion. Um, what are, are there going to be any strict criteria, maybe years involved or a, a number of this or that, that's going to be taken into consideration, or is it going to be kind of a blank slate this year, first year out that the committee is going to consider with each of these nominees? Yeah, that's a great question, Jim. And I do see that as evolving. But initially, year one, we wanted to stay as close to this kind of gravel ideology as we could. And that means that we're not taking a strict stance on qualifications or what that looks like. Because what the moment you start to identify criteria for induction, you have to start making limitations on what is and isn't a qualifying criteria. And we didn't want to do that. So we didn't want it to be X number of wins at these number of races or anything like that. We want it to be more about the stories and the contributions that these people have made. So what that means, in my opinion, is the hardest job is on the actual electors, the people that are forming the selection panel. It's not going to be black and white. There is going to be some room for gray. I think my only hope is that we do this somewhat chronologically um, and that we in year one that we try to go all the way back to the beginning and really uh, make sure that we're talking about the original innovators and that kind of thing and then progress chronologically. Um, through the, the more recent contributions. Um, but again, that's going to be very anecdotal and very just on the feeling of those people. Now, I will say, I think that the people we've invited to be a part of this um, election panel are some of the best men and women that we could have invited to. I will also throw a plug out there that we don't see that list as entirely done. If a person has interest in serving in, in an election panel, they can send us a note and uh, the advisory committee can vote on, on whether to include that person or not based on their industry or sport knowledge and that kind of stuff. It does need to be somewhat limited and exclusive because we can't have a thousand electors out there. You know, it'd be very tedious at that point. So it will remain somewhat limited on the actual electors who will make the selections. But for them, the criteria is fairly loose. We do have six categories that we've kind of defined, but those categories are more just indicators for the general public to identify the kinds of people that they could be nominating. So obviously event organizers, race promoters is a fairly obvious bucket that I think most people would recognize as people who would be um, honored. Athletes would be another very recognizable one. Um, the innovators. So we're talking about the industry people, the people who made the first modern gravel race specific bikes and accessories and equipment and all that kind of stuff. So identifying the people behind the technology that has made it more accessible and allowed us to push our boundaries further because the technology got better and allowed us to do so. 
Um, but then you have the, the routeers and the storytellers. So people that uh, have inspired and, and shaped the, the world of gravel through the routes that they've created um, or the stories that they've told. You know, I think about you know, Nick Legan out there, I'll, I'll pick on Nick, but he wrote the original book of gravel and those stories and making, bringing all that information, all those events and gravel locations into one book made, again, it, it served as a pretty instrumental and, and turning point for gravel that there was this book out there. So things of that nature, and I'm not trying to project my bias or make any insinuations, but uh, it is things of that nature that we're looking for. What were those really pivotal um, events, athletes, storytellers, routeers, innovators, the people behind those types of things? I think it's going to be an incredibly daunting challenge just to narrow that field down to a small enough class to give them their their due. And certainly yeah. this is going to be an annual event, right? We're going to do this uh, every year before in the lead up to Unbound. Correct. 2022 will be the inaugural class. We do anticipate taking 10 inductees in this first year and then five every year thereafter, okay. knowing that we can evolve that or change that as needed. I mean, some of that will be dictated as when we see these things coming in. But to your point, it, it can't be unlimited. In order for it to be an honor, it needs to be somewhat exclusive. And so right. there needs to be a finite number of people that are inducted each year. But year one, we thought um, we were willing to open it up a little bit more to a larger number to allow that inaugural class to come in and kind of just set the tone and then um, five or so every year thereafter. And we, we looked at other models, obviously the mountain bike hall of fame is probably one of the better examples of what we can point to. Yeah. And there's is clearly has not been a set exact number, but plus or minus, you know, they've always been in that anywhere from four to seven or so range with the exception of the first class was their biggest at around 10 or 12 or whatever it was. So Will yeah. this will this live on in a um, in a virtual capacity in terms of a, any sort of museum? Or are we going to build a massive new building there on uh, downtown in downtown Emporia that's going to house this beautiful uh, uh, that's going to house all these uh, beautiful awards and the people that they were uh, given to? Now, that's a great question. We definitely wanted to move fast and get this established. So digitally was the easiest way to get this launched and off the ground. This first year, I expect everything to be um, on our website and our and Instagram channel as the social media that we platform that we've chosen to move forward. I saw with. that. I got, a, I got a sneak preview. It popped up on my feed the other day and I'm, yeah. I was in there early. So those will be the two ways folks can connect with us digitally. And then, of course, the induction ceremony banquet. But there are absolutely plans for a physical brick and mortar museum space. And that's, as I think most people would recognize and accept, that's a much bigger beast and will take some time to negotiate and build out. It takes more money, it takes uh, potential collaborations, or do we strike out on our own? And so all of that's being worked through, but it is absolutely our expectation and what we are working towards the goal of creating a museum space in Emporia, Kansas. No better place for it. That's been the epicenter of all things gravel for the past going on probably 20 years now. So, man, I couldn't think of a better place or certainly a better person to spearhead the, the idea. Um, how did this start to take place? Like when, who, where, where did the genesis of this idea and who were you sitting around with and said, man, we got to do this. We got to do it now. Well, I think it was born out of um, some ways and ideas that at DK Unbound Gravel that we had um, were trying to honor previous champions. And so we had done that in a couple of ways. We used to have trading cards. And if and it wasn't just the winners of the race, but it was notable people, we, they would get a trading card and each year there'd be a stack of trading cards that you could get. Um, that kind of evolved into champions banners on the light poles and that kind of stuff. So you would see those. And, and I think that's a project they're still carrying on. 
And we even talked about creating a monument in Emporia that would be this kind of limestone uh, monument that would have plaques on it that would have the names and years of all the previous men's and women's champions. That hasn't come to, to fruition, but uh, that's kind of where this evolved from was want us our desire back then to want to honor the, the champions. And then we recognized that there were far more um, people. And as this thing grew, and this became more than just a DK and a Trans-Iowa and a Midwest thing, we recognized that there was a greater need to recognize the innovators um, throughout the industry that have made the sport, uh, you know, get to the level that it's at today. And, you know, my mindset is, yes, of course, if this is going to happen, it needs to be us and it needs to be here in Emporia. <laughs> Um, I just, I, I love the opera. It's more kind of a, if someone's got to do it, it might as well be us because no one else was racing to create this to my knowledge. And so right, right. Um, we saw a need and we had the desire. And so we took up the mantle and, and we started to do it. And when I made the change over here to the director of tourism, it kind of freed me up and gave me the opportunity to pursue this opportunity. And um set in motion. My first step was to get my fellow board members and I need to give them a shout out. Kristen Legan of Dispatch, um, Steve Driscoll, Driscoll, of course, with Pure Gravel, Toby DePaul with People for Bikes and Mordecai Book Building and Neil Envy over there at Envy, Neil, Neil Shirley, excuse me, over there at Envy. <laughs> Neil Envy, yeah. He's maybe. synonymous, so it, it, yeah, it, it, it's hard so to Neil, separate the two. Neil Shirley over there at Envy. Um, the five of us came together and kind of formed this steering committee um, and have put this in motion. And, and now here we are at launch day, and it's a go. And we couldn't be more excited, and, and we know there's a lot more room to grow off of here. That's that is it's truly exciting. And I give you a ton of credit for spearheading this effort. And I couldn't think of anybody better that carries the enthusiasm and passion for the sport the way you do. Um, I know you're not directly tied with the, the event anymore, but certainly you've got your tentacles involved in it. Uh, any interesting things or, uh, or ideas or concepts that are coming out with the event this year with the Unbound event that we can look forward to? Well, yeah, I can't speak to a lot of innovation that Lifetime has directly, other than I know that the event is always evolving. I can speak to the innovations that I'm bringing to it from yeah. uh, my chair as director of Visit Emporia. So we, uh, of course, uh, in my role as director, I've been spearheading this Gravel Hall of Fame. So we've touched on the bank with that's going to be a new addition to Unbound Gravel Week. Details will be coming on when and where and, and how you can get your hands on tickets for that event. Um, but also we have commissioned the creation of bicycle pulled chariots. And so the week of Unbound Gravel, you can certainly expect some chariot bike racing. And we are very excited about this. Um, this is kind of the first we're publicly talking about that as well. So more details to come, but we still think there's already so much going on that week, but we think there's more fun to be had, more opportunities to have some shared experiences, to goof around a bit and have some fun. And uh, two bicycles pulling a person in a chariot sounds like a perfect way to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right in the spirit of everything that's going to be going on that week. I, I can't so, wait to see that. It's going to be an We'll always blast. be innovating and looking for ways that we can enhance the experience and provide more opportunity for the gravel community to have some fun here in Emporia. Oh, man, I can't wait. That, that uh, Memorial Day uh, can't come soon enough because I know as soon as that's over, I'm on a plane out there to hang out with you guys and have a blast that week. So um, congrats again. Where do people go to make their nominations and find more information? 
Yeah, so go to gravelcyclinghalloffame.com. That is the website. Uh, I'll pull you up there. And the, one of the first pages you'll see is nominate. Click on the nominate page or right there from the homepage, there'll be a button that says nominate. And that will explain the entire process in pretty good detail. Um, again, really the only catch that I want to stress this again, make sure that you communicate with the person that you wish to nominate. It needs to be an honor that they are excited and, and want to receive. And you need, you're going to need their help in sharing their story and making sure that all the facts and information that you present is correct. Uh, make no mistake, a person can nominate themselves. No better way to make sure you're represented in the way you want to be represented than to simply go ahead and nominate yourself if, if you'd like to do that. Um, I do suspect there'll be a fair amount of gravel, hu you know, humility in there. Um, but I, I want people, I want to encourage you. Um, this is a worthwhile thing. And if you are someone or know of someone that you believe should be nominated for this honor, we definitely want you to make that nomination. Yeah, that's exciting, man. I cannot wait to see who these uh, these uh, men and women are that get in this inaugural class. And um, it's a it's certainly the, the sport has evolved to where this is important now. And uh, no doubt all these people are going to be significant contributors to the sport, whether they be athlete or uh, brands or innovators, what have you, promoters. Um, it's time and it's a it's a really worthy, worthy event. So, man, congratulations. I, I give the, good luck to the committee having to having to sort through all this, because I think that's going to be that's going to be a really, really tough job. Just knowing how long we've been doing this and all the great people that have been involved to, to get the sport where it is right now. Yeah, and they're going to have to rank them. The, the selection process is point-based, so they'll rank them one through 10, and everyone will have to do that And based on those rankings and points, so much like the Heisman tally would be. Yeah. Very similar process. We didn't have to reinvent the wheel in a lot of ways, and so nonetheless, it's going to be, I think, the hardest part of this whole thing is yeah. making selections for those folks. For sure. Well, congratulations, man. We're glad it's off the ground and very much looking forward to it. Um, and we're uh, very much looking forward to coming out there and forward to see you guys. Well, can't wait to have you. Thank you so much, Jim. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Thanks so much.